Welcome to our community. This is Saratoga Best. We are in a special week, um, probably one of the most important weeks in all of history. It's not only long, any longer just Jewish history, but for all of the world, all of mankind, all of etc. because we have probably the most pivotal American elections, which means world elections that probably ever were before. So we want to see what kind of insights there are in the Sikha of, of Zayera that really give us some um, chizuk and uh, are something we want to see how Tyra is going to determine the world outcome. Because as it says, it's Alma, God looks into the Tyra and he creates the world from what he sees in the Tyra. Of course, the basic question is he, it's his Tyra. So he can put in it anything he wants, so why does he have to look into it? It's his. You know, if I write a book, I look into the book to see how I want to create something. I wrote the book. I can write the book any way I want. So whatever that's about, I don't know the answer. Um, it's actually quite fun to not know answers. It's less fun to yes to yes no answers. <laughs> so I don't know the answer, but it's something that we can um, look into and and maybe things will be revealed to us in the days to come. What I'm going to focus on today is, for a split second, a story. Uh, that's and the then, most powerful something. something. Yeah, yeah, Hi. yeah. Oh, okay. So what we're going to focus on is a story and, and the energy of the week of the Parsha, and then what it has to do with the day of Chai Cheshton. Chai Cheshton is Thursday. And Chai Cheshvan and Chav Cheshvan. This coming Shabbos is Chav Cheshvan, Chai Cheshvan is Thursday. Being that these are the, these will clearly be important days in this election process. I mean, most people feel that, uh, it's not like we'll have a very clear answer tomorrow night. <laughs> Nobody's expecting that. It's, everybody's expecting a process. So it'll be interesting to see various miraculous moments in the process. So, what's the story and what's the energy? Of course, the famous story is that the Rebbe Rashab was four or five years old. Everybody knows this story. Uh, he, he was either four or five, but of that age, less than six. Why it's important to know that less than six? Because after three, at age three, a boy starts to learn Torah. And at age six, it's a, the next stage in maturity and in connecting himself to Torah in a more mature way. And so somehow the Rebbe Rishab was between those two ages, above three and less than six. And it was his birthday because he was born in Chavcheshvan. And he went to his Zeta and perhaps went every year for a birthday bracha. And it was Parshat Vayera, obviously. And as we know in the story, he started to cry. And he asked his Zeta, why did Hashem appear to Avram Avinu? Vayera Rav Hashem. Hashem appeared to Avram Avinu and not to us. And he started to cry. So, and the answer is a, a whole other issue. But the question is, what is he activating? You're talking about a Rebbe, although he's a child, he's a Rebbe. And he's activating a reality in the world that from that moment on will never go back. The reality that he's activating is that a child, a Jewish child, 
And ultimately, probably every child in the world will want to see God more than they'll want anything else. But he's crying. He's saying, Hashem appeared to Avram Avinu and not to us. And he cried. Now, why are you crying? What do you mean? Because that's what I want. I want to see God. Right. Not now. Most people want a new car, a new this, a new that, more than they want to see God. But once the Rebbe Rashab cried as a child, and when we're saying a child, he's opening up the channel for not only every physical child to want that, but every spiritual child, anybody who's spiritually on a simple level, on an innocent level of really not knowing the truth, which you can say that that's every one of us. You know, compared to real truth, we are at the beginning. Even if you're a big Torah scholar, you could say, relative to what we'll know in the Shia times and how much we'll integrate it, we're basically kids now. We're little children. It's, it's a relative thing. So there probably, other than several Pradikim, probably all of us are in the category of the, the innocent child who really doesn't really understand truth. So all of us included. And the Rebbe Rashad, as a child, is opening up our desire in every one of us to want to see God more than we want anything else, to want to experience truth more than anything else. Now, why is that important this week? Because everybody knows that these elections are about truth. You're voting, you know, when people are asking, whom should we vote for? People say, well, we're not allowed to say officially because we're a non-profit organization. But they're saying, but vote for the candidate who represents truth the most. So it's clear that we are now in a battle of truth versus the opposite of truth. And so, you know, the, the term fake news. Fake news means, that, well, here we have a president that said, if nobody else is going to say it, I'm going to say it. We live in a world of falsehood. Well, good morning. Jewish people always knew that. It's called Amadishikra. Cyrus says it's the world of falsehood. You didn't expect that Asav, the representative of Asav in the world, who always lived in the world of falsehood and liked it, he always lived in that world of eat, drink, and be merry, and I really don't have to worry about anything higher. I'm not my Ace have always said, I'm not here to think about truth. You know, when he encountered his his brother Yaakov Avinu and demanded of him uh, the bowl of soup or lentil soup, Asav laughed at Yaakov and said, You and your truth thing. It's ridiculous. You and your business with truth. Eat, drink, and be merry and have a good time because it's over soon. Because life is over soon. Life is short. Eat, drink, and be merry. Who cares about truth? You can sit in your tent and think about truth. I'm going to go out and have a good time. That was Asaph. Probably so. He wasn't embarrassed to be that way. How do you explain that now we have the representative of Asaph in the world, the president of the United States, who comes along and says, we need to pursue truth more than comfort more than all the fleeting pleasures of the world. We need to pursue the truth. And he's saying, and the news is fake news. It's, it's not true news. It's fake news. 
And he suddenly became obsessed somehow with truth, at least on his level. That's a massive Mashiach step forward. So it's, it's clear that these elections are, are about voting for he who represents real truth versus he who is still living in the world of, of lies or wanting to promote that world of lies. And we'll leave it at that. Well, let's just say, how do you know? Assisting the Jewish people to be one with their land, the Jewish people, Tyra, Hashem, and the land of Israel are one entity. Enabling that to become, um, to enabling that in the, in the world is, is working along the lines of truth. Not enabling that is working along the lines of non-truth. Very simple. Plus, plus, all the other things that go around it. But if you want to know what truth is, very simple. Tyra, God, Jewish people, land of Israel, that's one piece. If you stand for it, you're standing for truth. If you're not promoting it and it's not a priority of you, yours, you're not standing for truth. Okay, so here we are, this election about uh, over truth. So... The answer, so going back to the story of the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe Rashab was crying as a child, saying, I want every single person in this world to want truth more than they want anything else. And he succeeded, to some extent, maybe fully. Um, how do you see it? You see that when people are not pursuing truth, they have they have to take a lot of medication or, or, or whatever or, or a, lot of, a lot of drugs or a lot of, or a lot of overeating. They have to do a lot of, over, of, of overindulging to quiet the voice in them that says, I, but I want truth. You see, right? We live in a country that overeaters, overdrinkers, oversmokers, overindulgers, over, over, overspenders, overfighters because that little voice in us that says, I want truth, Thank you to the Rebbe Rashad, makes us crazy and makes us want to do stuff to quiet that voice because we don't have to follow it. So okay. it's over one fifteen. Okay, so in all of this, um, we're going to look at the dates of Chafeshim and Chayfeshim. As you said, this day that activates this whole reality, the 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 uh, passion for truth, whether it's conscious or unconscious, um, is activated through Chav Cheshvan, the 20th of Cheshvan, the birthday of the Rebbe Rosheth. But, here we have a sikh that was said on the 18th of Cheshvan, which will be this, this Thursday, which is likely to be a pivotal day in the uh, revelation of how the elections have come out. As we said, we don't expect full results tomorrow morning, tomorrow night exactly. So one of the fundamental things about the Geula is meaning your eyes will finally see the truth. You'll see your teachers. Your teachers are Hashem, Badikim, Nasiyadar. You will see those who are leading you in the truth. It will be clear who is taking you to truth, truth, and who is not taking you to truth. That's what it means, Vayera Hashem. Remember that this is all based on a Pasuk, 
the first Pasuk in the first words of this Parsha, Vayera Elav Hashem. Sorry, we forgot to say the story in the Senech is that Avram Avinu has just had his brick, Mila, at age 99. And he's sitting at his tent and it's very hot. Hashem made it hot so that visitors wouldn't come because he was absolutely determined to have visitors and guests and take care of guests. And he needed to heal. He had had quite a difficult procedure at age, for age 99. And um, tomorrow I'll tell an absolutely beautiful story about Chris Mila. Um, but he had had a very difficult procedure at age 99. And so Hashem wanted him to heal. And Hashem made it very hot so that the rays of the sun would heal him. And he sat outside this tent. And he was looking for guests, for travelers. And Hashem made it so hot that no travelers would come. So that Avram Avinu could, could heal plus plus. So the words start with Vayere Lav Hashem. And Hashem appears to Avram Avinu while he's sitting outside his tent. His bris, Mila, created a spiritual revelation of visibility of God and of truth that he didn't have until then. And as we'll see in the next couple of days, when a child has a brick mila, he becomes able to experience truth in a way that he can't if he doesn't have a brick mila. Which, by the way, makes it even more remarkable. Asaph is not known for having a brick mila, maybe circumcision, but not brick mila. Isn't it unbelievable that we come to a point in time where even Asaph is seeing truth? Of course not in the, to the same, same extent. So that Asaph is seeing truth without a brick mila? Pretty amazing. We're talking about the president of the United States. So, so what does it say about Yemaisa Mashiach? That the glory of Hashem will be revealed and all physical flesh will see Hashem. Not your eyes of flesh. Not all eyes will see God. But all, all physicality, your absolute flesh will see God. And there are all these technologies recently that show that people who have no sight can actually, with expensive technology, see through their arm, their 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 cheek, the back of their head, their neck, a, a certain technology that allows them to experience what a seeing person experiences without having to use their eyes. But what this is saying is, what the Prophet is saying, is that there will be a revelation of God in the entire creation. And everyone will be able to see the truth. When is that emphasized? On the day of Chai Cheshvan. The 18th day of Cheshvan. That will be this Thursday. Meaning that in everything in the world, there will be the highest Chai. Chaius Amiti Eloquus. Within everything in the world, you look at a plate, uh, a sandwich, a telephone, a refrigerator, a tree, a this, a that. There's a godly spark that animates it. Do you see it? Not really. So what do you see? I see the plate, the refrigerator, the telephone. I don't see the godly spark. What name are we giving to that godly spark that I don't see? Chayas Hamiti the Elephant. The true highest of godliness. What's the code word for that? Chai. Chai. 
That's the code for the godly spark within the world that we don't see. So when it comes to the day of Chai Cheshvan, it's some kind of an infusion of ability to see the godly spark that animates everything that normally we don't see. And it actually is connected to Chok Cheshvan, the birthday of the Rebbe Rashad. Chok 20 is Keter, crown. Crown. Who wears a crown? Me. The king wears a crown. And in the, in the future, the king, the mouth of the sovereignty of the king with his crown, denoted by Chaf, 20 Chaf, will be visible in the entire world. When we're talking about entire world, we're talking about mundane. In the very mundane world, the sovereignty of God will be experienced. What month would you pick to represent mundane world? There's so many months of the year that are full of holidays, so they're not very mundane. You know, Hanukkah, we have, just like we have Hanukkah and Shvat, we have, you know, Yud Shvat, and then there's the Pesach month and the Purim month. We have all these holiday months. So they're sort of half-holy months. The only really, really mundane month that we have is this month, the month of Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan. It's cold, it's rainy, it's you're in the world, you're part of... It's not a holy month. It's a very mundane month. So when we're talking about seeing godliness, seeing the sovereignty, the crown, just picture this, the crown of divinity in a mundane world. Picture a crown in the month of Cheshvan, mundane. What day is crown? The 20th, Chaf. Chaf, Mar Cheshvan, is the crown, the sovereignty, divine sovereignty, in a mundane world. Okay, that's the Rebbe Rashad. That's why the Rebbe Rashad was fixated on and could bring about in us a desire to see the crown of God in a mundane world on an ordinary Monday morning. Okay. And and what's going to be in the future? Will he succeed? And will we succeed? Yes. What's going to be? God will rule over the entire mundane world forever. He will succeed. In the future, in the future, the entire sovereignty will be his, God. Okay, so that means that the existence of Vayera Hashem, the the well, let's say it instead of saying it, let's ask it. So, do we see God? Do you see God? After the Rebbe Rashab is working so hard, you know, now that the Rebbe Rashab is working so hard on you and has been working on this since the year, I guess it was 1865, is that it? Hester, Hester, I think so. 1865, something like that. Um, do you see God? Yes. Why? Well, you had a Brismila, right? After Brismila, you have an ability to see truth and God. 
as it says, the Messias of Vayera Lav Hashem exists all the time in every single Jew. So it's there. The visibility is there. What do I, so what if I don't see it? So somehow there's a switch that I don't have turned on in my brain and in my soul. My soul has it. My brain doesn't. There's a switch that I don't have turned on yet in my brain that enables me to see truth at any given moment. Actually, the truth is, if you're Jewish, you probably have had a history of being in places where, you know, you're the, hey, you're the emperor's new clothes person. You're the truth revealer, and nobody really likes it. In fact, that was our mission throughout the generations, and we weren't so well liked. We reveal truth. We stand for truth, and everybody else is eat, shrink, and be merry, and nobody was any too happy about it, <laughs> you know, and then made it quite obvious. You know, get out of here with your truth. Not interested. But, but, so we have that ability to see truth. And now to take it to the next level means to turn on that switch. And even more so for the Gula, for the Gula, for Mishael Stikin. So we know that in every single Jew, there's a spark of the Nisham of Mashiach, the level of Yehida the spark of the, the general Yechida, which is the Nisham of Mashiach, and therefore, every single Jew is called Kaichat, a star. Why star? That's Kaichat, that's the name of Mashiach. Star of Kaichat Miyakov, a star will shoot forth from Yaakov. And you see it especially with young children, and that's why it says, Rezal say that the children of Beis Rabbah, the children of, in their, of, of families of Tzadikim and Rebbeim, are called Mashiachites. Children are called Mashiachai, my little Mashiach, my anointed one. Why? Because the spark of Mashiach in them is much closer to the surface. It's much more revealed. And the inner kaichas um, are not so revealed. The stuff that, the other stuff is not so revealed. But for what? For them, what's on the front burner is the spark of Mashiach. And everything else is on the back burner. And for us, what's on the back burner is the spark of Mashiach, and the other stuff is on the front burner. So when a child recognizes God, he really recognizes the very essence of God. And so, this is emphasized um, when every single Jew fulfills his shlichus, that he, his mission that he was sent here for, um, as we understand that the word shaliach, plus 10, meaning your 10 kaifas, your 10 soul energies, and your 10 powers, um, with which you do your mission, that's the gematria of Mashiach. Shaliach plus 10, your 10 soul powers that you need to do your job in the world, equals Mashiach. To reveal the spark of Mashiach in you, the level of the Asida, that will be revealed and installed in your physical body, and in all your mundane things. And if we put together all the sparks of Mashiach in every single Jew are all put together in one place, boom, the Mashiach is revealed. Mashiach became And then what happens? You'll have full revelation of God in the world. What world are we talking about? Remember we had a code word for the world? Chai 
Marfesven. The day Chai Marfesven denotes world. Seeing God in the mundane world. Again, seeing God, that's Chai, the godly, the godly potential. Marfeshman in the world. Seeing God in the world. I look at a, I look at my car and I experience God. That, the code word for that energy is Chai Marfeshman. In the future, Chai Marfeshman will be the reality of the whole world. You will, it's not only, oh, I see a safer Torah and I feel that it's holy. Well, yeah. Obviously, obviously you're going to see something different between a sacred Torah and a tomato. But when you look, when you can look at a tomato and you see in the tomato what you see in the sacred Torah, not because you're so, you actually experience godliness in the tomato. That's full geula. What's the code word for that energy? Chai Rasheshvan. What's the day that is the template for that energy? Chai Marfeshvan. When is that going to be this year? This Thursday, two days after the election. Maybe. Uh, sorry, wait, one more point. What are we expecting from these elections? What are we voting for? We want the entire world. We, you know, there are others who say, vote Mashiach. Now, okay, you can put on your ballot Mashiach. Yeah, okay. I'm not voting for neither him nor there. Him, I'm putting, I'm voting for Mashiach. Maybe. Uh, I have no comment. Um, somebody wants to do that, fine. I already voted, and I actually voted for a person. So, um, but Chaim Archeshvan is the code word, the template for experiencing truth in the American election. A victory for truth, the truth of God, the Jewish people, the land of Israel, and the Torah, in the U.S. elections, in Washington. Chaim Rosheshman is experiencing the truth of God, Torah, Jewish people, and the land of Israel in Washington. That's Chaim Rosheshman. That day is a template for that. So possibly... We'll have some kind of a breakthrough miracle this Thursday in this. This is what we're voting for, hopefully. If you're not voting for it, it's still time for you to desire truth and ha- and, and surely the Rebbe Shab is working on your soul and your mind to get you to feel the desire to experience truth more than anything else. More than all the brainwashing that the media does. Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe Rashab in 1864 or 65, 65, already instilled in every Jewish child the desire for truth more than the desire to be, to let the media brainwash so please God, it will pop out at the last second. So, if that's the case, again, we're looking forward to a miracle this Thursday. Parshashvan. And in this, the main lesson we have from Parshat Vayera 
is that every single Jew has to desire. So what do we have to do for everything that I just said? Longing, passionate desire. For what? To see truth and to see God. That's our job. When? To see truth. We have to have a longing to see truth in God in the Geula, in the full Geula. Because there isn't much left in life that's very interesting other than truth. It's not like, you know, all the distractions kind of been there, done that, relatively boring at this point for everybody. Uh, one doesn't have to go through uh, 60, 70 years of, of, of stuff to be bored. People are bored within an hour. People are bored within seven seconds. You read something fascinating, and then after seven, seven seconds, like, okay, next. Nobody has patience for anything past seven seconds. So everybody's bored. Why not? How come people can't focus on, on a page on a website for more than seven seconds? Because it's old. Okay, I got it already. I need something fresh. What do I need? What's fresh? What is every person's desire? I want something that feels, what is, the only thing that's fresh is truth. I want something that feels true. And, and the old truth feels stale. So I want something more true and more true. Truth has to get deeper and deeper and fresher and fresher and deeper and fresher. Every, how, how long does truth seem to affect us for? I guess seven seconds. Because that's about as long as we can look at a page before we're bored. So there must be some connection. The mundane world is telling us there must be some connection between how long you can accept the old truth so you need a deeper truth. How long? Seven seconds. Must be seven. Shabbos. Maybe soon it'll be eight seconds above, above nature. Okay. So if that's the case, remember we're talking about, um, we're talking about high section. So, um, what do we have to do to get this whole reality to come out of the box? Not only for the world, if this were just something we're doing for Mashiach, okay, that's nice. Or we're doing for Hashem, that's nice. But what about me? But we've come to the point in life where me needs truth. Every me needs truth more than anything else. And the proof is, every seven seconds you need a deeper truth and a deeper truth, and you get bored. So me, the me of every single human being wants truth. We do get distracted by all the stuff that the media tries to convince us of, but but in the end, the need for truth is intense. And so what we need to do, every single Jew needs to long for the revelation of the Yerelah Hashem in the Geulah, because that's the only thing that will satisfy us. Then we'll have that we want to live a fresh life, where life feels real and fresh and alive. And the only way we're going to get it anymore is to have the gula, the gula meets fresh language. So what do you need to do for it? Do everything you can to be fit for it. For instance, if truth came my way right now, I probably wouldn't see it, because it would be, you know how many times people say, well, let me tell you the truth about you. Actually, no, thank you very much. Well, why not? I don't think I'm ready to handle it. Okay. Okay, so if I'm not ready to handle it, what's that all about, right? That means that you have to be a vessel for truth. You know, you'll see a video that, you know, you kind of know it's true, but it's 
too much. It's kind of like, oh, no, I can't. I can't watch it. It's too intense. Okay. So we need to do, if we want truth, we need to do everything we, everything possible to become a vessel for truth. How do you do that? That every action that I do is done in a way that fits the energy of Gaula. It's a, it's a, it's a simple principle. It's not easy, but it's simple. Think, synchronize myself with energy of Gaula and ask myself, does this action fit Gaula? No. It's probably not going to get me where I want to go. Temporarily, yes. In the long term, long run, no. Okay, how about the next action? Is this thinking, is this the energy of Gaula? Yes. Good. It'll get you where you need to get to. It's like a GPS. It's a, it's a Gaula GPS. So, um, so yes, it's true that we, we need to figure out if I'm going to synchronize myself and check myself, is every action in sync with Gaula? Not because they told me or that's a good thing or I should. Because if you're doing it as the should, eh, you're never going to get anywhere. Then why? Because it's the only way that I will ever be able to be 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 what I want to be or feel what I want to feel. Not just me, but everybody. So in this, in, in this, there's a special, there's a special elevation. Sorry, we have somebody over here. In recent generations, um, there's a special segula, there's a special, the day of Chavcheshvan, which Blesses Parshas Vayera, the day of the twentieth of Cheshvan, which is the birthday of the Rebbe Hashem, which is the Shabbos that blesses the Chai Cheshvan, um, has a special, special energy. So we're going to end off with this. So this is a generation that the Rebbe Hashem has uh, blessed to step into truth in a very powerful way. And this day, and in this, in this pursuit of truth. This, this, in, this, this, this almost beyond rational need for truth, which has been awakened in us, in this, as we say, this day of Chayseshvan is the template for truth expressed in the mundane world. And what is more powerfully an example of that than truth of Tyra, the Jew, Tyre, the Jew, the land of Israel, and, and God as one unit, uh, being expressed in Washington, this is the most potent example of that. And us standing for that and be determined, being determined in that. And then when that is accomplished, please God, seeing what kind of transitions and what kind of Miracles will begin to happen in the world, or continue to happen in the world, in the in in truth becoming ultimately what every single human being on this planet will ultimately crave, not just want, crave, and it will be faster than we think, and it, it, we can even say that it's happening as a result of. You know, I'm not going to say, but the stuff with the vaccine and all the videos that are going around, you know, everybody knows. I don't have to tell you. The, you know, and, 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 and stuff. 
stuff that's going on in the world and the fears, the fears about things happening in the world, that is an indication that people are tired of lies. They want truth. They want truth for many reasons. And the whole world, as he says, the whole world will come to desire this that will bring us truth, the sovereignty of God, who is the, the, so to speak, representative of truth, to be visible in the entire world. So, may we uh, experience a real miracle in not only the United States of America, in the area of truth being revealed in the whole world, and truth being victorious, um, but it should usher in, before we even know, before Chai Feshvan, before Geula, Geula Mita in the most miraculous way that the miracles permeate nature, and we go, we go forward, we go forward into a world of peace and truth forever. Yeah.